What is up, beautiful people? This is awesome. Maria, how do you feel? I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm like, I had some technical issues, guys. This like it's a whole new world for me. Why? Technical <laughs> issues for what? Sorry? Technical issues for what? Listen, my lighting, okay? I'm like fighting with my lighting. I'm fighting with my phone. Things are falling apart. I can't figure out how to be like in the middle. <laughs> so are you serious? But I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> how are you, Miguel? Come on. How's your life? Dude, we were just talking about uh what is it? On being on fire? Yeah, our lives are on fire, guys. <laughs> yeah, our lives are on fire. You have your own thing that you're dealing with, and uh I got uh I got my own thing that I'm dealing Legit, with. Legit, like uh, Mike, my husband, he was saying he's like, Our lives is like a dumpster fire. Like he's like, Yeah, sure, like there's black smoke coming out of it, there's like <laughs> fire cracking out of it. That's literally what my life feels like sometimes. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. I'm still smiling, I'm still here, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> it is it has been definitely a uh a roller coaster uh but uh things always work out no yeah absolutely i'm a firm believer and i know i was telling you this before and i've told a ton of people i'm a firm believer that when you go through difficult times you have everything that you need within you and all the resources available around you to get through your heart like sometimes it just takes a little like a little thinking outside of the box. And I think it yeah. takes some work. It takes some like, okay, I'm going to get through this kind of attitude. But 100%, I, I feel like that's so true. My life has been on fire for two years. I'm still here. Two, <laughs> two years? Yeah. Okay. So my my uh, my mother-in-law passed away 14 yeah. months ago. Yeah. She was dealing with cancer. So that was like a whole like few months before. Mike got laid off. So my husband got laid off because he's a mechanical engineer working in aerospace industry. COVID hit. And guess who like, you know, who was the most effective industry? Anything aerospace, right? So he was laid off. And then we've been dealing with that. And then what happens after my father-in-law gets sick, he gets a kidney transplant. So we go through the roller coaster of that. Then he develops COVID, we go through the roller coaster of that. Then he gets intubated and he passed away two weeks ago. So we're dealing with a lot of things on our end, right? 100%. Like that's why my husband and I sometimes we, like it's so rough that sometimes you got to laugh with how rough things are. Like, no bad laughing. <laughs> but it's either i cry or i like laugh through it well not laugh through it yeah, but yeah, yeah. in all honesty i feel like even though all this hard has been going through for our lives in the last couple of years like god has been so good to us i don't feel overwhelmed all the time like i would say maybe i feel overwhelmed 20 percent of the time yeah. the 80 percent of the time i've developed skills that have helped me to cope with what I'm going through, you know, there've been, and they've been positive skills. Cause I was yeah. telling somebody yesterday, I'm like, if I didn't have this positive skills, hundred percent, I'd be drinking. Like I would be drinking right now. <laughs> have my glass of wine, maybe daiquiris. I don't know. Like, I don't drink, <laughs> but I would be drinking. But thankfully yeah. I've been able to develop some, uh, some positive coping skills. So it's, it's been very helpful. That's and you know, cool. I'm still like, I'm going to have to go through my heart anyway, so yeah. I'm not going to white knuckle it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to have the ups, have the downs, have the good cries, um, and try to enjoy this as much as I can. It sounds yeah. kind of crazy to say enjoy it, right? But one of the things that I've also learned is that you can have joy and pain and sadness all at once because that what my, that's what my life is right now. Yeah. 
So as the people are logging in here, thank you so much for logging in. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Coach Martinez, the People's Coach, and we have here Maria B. Si se puede. <laughs> si se puede. Si se puede. That's it. I'm creating my own theme song, dude. And, uh, <laughs> and we have here my co-host, Maria B., which she claims she has, has self-proclaimed herself as being... Your mindset, BFF. Listen, your, mindset is everything. Your mindset still alive. <laughs> your mindset, BFF. I'm not. I've I've learned now not to question it, just to like just run embrace it. What were we just talking about? Don't white knuckle it. Embrace it. <laughs> I'm embracing the name. So today we're going to talk about something interesting. But before we do, I actually have a question for the audience members here who's ever listening is uh, so obviously Maria's got she's for the last two years. She says she feels like she's been on fire. Uh, my family, not in a good way, not like in a fire momentum, like achieving my goal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, nothing positive. Right. Uh, or challenges, ch yeah. challenges, yeah. challenges. And so for me. Uh, Guys, make sure you say hi as you're logging in because we'll be able to see. We can give you a little shout out. Yes, yes. And then for me, something a a, a bomb got dropped uh, to my family. And uh, anyways, we've been we've been dealing with that. And so I, uh, anyways, we're talking about pushing through it. But uh, all the month of January, we've been talking about pretty much um, health and fitness and mindset. Um, for the month of February, we want to shift things around and we want to talk about pretty much finance. Mm -hmm. and uh what is it and what is wealth so right off the bat i got a question for you is there a difference maria between rich and wealth uh yes rich it could be just money related you can have a ton of money and still not feel fulfilled i feel like wealth encompasses that are uh, big word i'm not sure encompass <laughs> i think that's how you say it <laughs> a whole lot of different aspects having real wealth means financially stable like you can still be rich but it also incorporates other parts of you like your spirit your emotions your family um really what makes you you so i think in my in my world real wealth is not just the money but it's everything else around you okay what would you say yeah, uh, I think, and again, I, I I don't know. I can't I can't say the. Uh, I don't want to say that this What's is your first instinct. Well, my first instinct. Okay, so my first instinct. Again, I, I want to preface preface this because I don't want anybody coming in like, oh, you're wrong, you're right. But when I think of riches, I think of the the physical possession of the money, like being able to have a lot of money. So if somebody's rich um they you know they have a million dollars they have investments all over the place or whatever so when i think rich i think physical possessions when i think wealth i think of a mindset i think that if somebody loses everything that they have if somebody is you know like they're 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 done they filed for bankruptcy or whatever so all their physical assets have been taken away all their riches have been taken away but their wealth that sits inside their minds that sits inside their heads and so whether so if you file for bankruptcy guarantee that that person he or she is going to find a way to become rich again and that no no amount of filing for bankruptcy no amount of challenges in life will take away somebody's wealth yeah absolutely. that's my that's my uh, that's my that's my thing I agree with that because if you look, there's there's so many wealthy people or rich people in the world, but if you really study out their lives, they've actually gone bankrupt a few times, but yet every single time they've been able to rebuild their wealth. Rich people in the world. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. 
Uh, no, no, I was just saying about like people who have lost everything and have been able to rebuild their wealth. Like I'm part of this group is a, it's like an investment type uh, group. And there's a few people who have shared their journey and they talked about the 2008 crash and how they literally lost everything. And this is fortunes that they accumulated over, I don't know, 20 years, right? But then what happened is after the 08 crash hit, they were able to rebuild back up and even faster because all the all the experience that they acquired, all the wealth of information they acquired, their mindset that they acquired, they still had it. They didn't lose that. They lost the physical possession, but they were able to rebuild it. And some of them built it even quicker and they built even more. So I think that's pretty cool. Okay. So then how, so then I guess my question is how do people obtain wealth versus riches or sorry, how to obtain, how do people obtain wealth? to obtain riches uh you work on yourself first i think that is i think it's one one of the things that a lot of people tend to roll their eyes everybody's interested in the doing what do i need to do and everybody potentially wants to do that i feel like the doing is a little bit easier than the learning process than having patience with yourself the practicing that mindset that a person who's wealthy has see a person that's wealthy has this mindset that one, they're not afraid of their fear. They feel their fear, but yet they don't let it stop them. And that comes from experience that comes from themselves, putting themselves out there. So because they do that, they're going to put themselves on a little bit more risk than an average person that hasn't developed that mindset that hasn't developed the ability to be like, okay, I'm going to feel the fear, but do it anyway, because that's yeah. going to hinder you. So I feel like that is the biggest difference okay okay have you ever been so do you feel that you're wealthy now yes i do actually which is interesting enough because we are going through job loss like 100 percent right now thankfully we went through a journey where we really lived like we lived in debt um mm. we like mike and i got married we I feel like we did what everybody does where we lived off our credit cards. And then what we would do, we would file our taxes, pay off our credit cards, and then just kind of keep going in this rat race, I guess I would say. Right. And then after we had our fourth baby, we're like, something has to change. So we learned budgeting. We learned skills. We worked, we read books. Uh, we put in the hard, like there was moments where Mike and I were trying to figure out our budget right at the beginning. And we would be fighting because we didn't see eye to eye. So it took time and effort for us to like, kind of combine our visions and see eye to eye. But the blessing was that during that time of struggle, of like becoming one in our finances, we learned so much and it actually gave us the ability to go through COVID, gave us the ability to go through unemployment right now and a decrease in income with really like no indent right? We, were, we weren't in debt. We had savings. We had emergency funds. So really our emergency fund has been fueling us kind of going through this season of time of seeking employment, right? Mm. So I think because of that, I feel, I feel wealthy. I feel like even though I have a limited income per se, that I still get to do everything that I want and even more is now I just plan for it. So yeah, yeah. So here's here's one interesting thing that I've always that I've always found it's uh, people people have okay before I answer before I how, before I tell you how you're wrong let me ask you this okay, question okay wait tell me please educate me on how I'm wrong <laughs> no I'm not saying you're going to be wrong I'm just saying before I tell you 
how your answer may be wrong. So everything is like perceived. Per, 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 yes. Perceived. Big word, Miguel. Big word. I know. I keep using big words. <laughs> what do we say about big words? <laughs> my English. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yesterday we were watching a movie and when my mom was like, like, because uh, she lives with us, right? And so she was like telling our, uh, she was telling our kids off. Like she was like, oh, you, you and whatever. And she was just like going off, obviously joking. But anyways, it's uh, her English is so broken. It's like we were dying laughing so now she's getting even more angry right so she's like hey, stop it the jew a jew stop it and oh my gosh it was like the and i'm i like i don't stop right so i'm seeing her and i'm making fun of her and everybody else is laughing so now she's throwing pillows at me and trying to scratch me <laughs> good times but, Latin way. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason i was brave is because she didn't have her chancleta so chancleta, guys if you are I would say if you're like Latin or you're Hispanic in any way, and maybe even other ethnicities, when you get in trouble, you got like a sandal thrown at you. I mm -hmm. that's I feel like that's a monality amongst us. <laughs> yeah, it was like the sand, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. The sandal in a Latina in a Latina's uh, mom's hand is like Thor's hammer. <laughs> it gets released, beats up everybody, and it just comes right back like to, that. to the mom. what is it? A duete? In the, what what are those things called? Duetes? They're not on oh, the boomerang. Boomerangs. Okay. Do <laughs> Seriously, that's not even a big word, Maria. That's not I'm even like, a big that. word. I think that's a binder or something that my kids carry. <laughs> it is a tua tang. It's a binder where you put paper stuff inside. Boomerang. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Boomerang. So, anyways, what was I saying? Uh, oh, you're about how I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I know. I was going to ask you a question. And then before I tell you if you're, oh, yes, here it is. Are you ready? Okay. What are your thoughts of uh, money is the root of all evil? You, I know you've heard it. I know people yeah. here online, they've heard it. What is your thought on money being the root of all evil? Here's my thought. That actual context is a scriptural reference to the Bible. And it's wrong because it says the love of money is the root of all evil. So there's a difference between it, right? It's not that money is the root of all evil. Is the love of money that's the root of all evil. So what's the so, difference? Well, so be again, before I tell you how you're wrong, what's okay. the difference? Let me eat my cookie. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to be entertained and how wrong your answer is right now. Ready? Oh, my God. Go. You're killing go. me. Now I'm all like, okay, hold on. Why is it wrong? What was the question? No, no. You, I, you said, so I asked you about the root. No, what is it? Money the is root the root of all evil. evil. And you said the love of money is the root of all evil. What's the difference between the okay. money is the root of all evil and the love of money being the root of all evil? This is how I see it, okay? If we say that money is the root of all evil, then we're going to just have this association that whatever money that we have or after a certain level, that is going to be evil, that we're going to become this awful people, like rich people, that we're going to be like me, 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 that somehow we're going to be taking things from people who are less fortunate. Because sometimes we have that perception of people who are wealthy, that somehow they cheated the system some way, that they must be doing something wrong, right? Okay. So that perception is there. But if we look at the actual scriptural references where it says the love of money is the root of all evil, the love of money means that you're putting money above everything you do. Okay, so that is right there 
the issue. If you are doing that, then you're not going to have ethics in the business that you're conducting. Then at the end of the day, you're going to do whatever it takes to get money. So that is the problem. If you put all your love in it, then there's an issue. However, if you if you love your family and you want to be so stinking wealthy because you love your family so much and you want to give them experiences, you want to give them like you want to give them opportunities that comes with money, then at the end of the day, that's that's not a bad thing. But here's the thing. I think our thoughts is really what keeps us stuck in where we kind of see if money is evil, then we're not going to go and pursue it. Perhaps we're only going to pursue just enough for us to have enough. But if we see money as a tool, because at the end of the day, it's a tool, right? It has no power. It has no emotion. If you see money as a tool, then if you have your your priorities straight, the money is just going to be a tool to help you realize all those priorities that you have in your life. Okay. Now you go. You, you <laughs> go ahead and you tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But let me ask you. No, no, you're not wrong. But let me ask you. Not, not but. So let me ask you a question. If I was, if you see a roaring fire. And I tell you, for, and so for all those who are listening to my voice, <clears throat> if you see a roaring fire and I tell you, go and put your hand in the fire, what would you do? I wouldn't because I have the experience that it's going to burn me. Okay. Right. So you wouldn't because you have the experience that's going to burn you. You know, physically, you know, mentally, every fiber of your being is when, when something is bad, you don't want to get burned when something is there. And you know it's going to hurt you. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to go near because again, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get burned and stuff like that. So the minute you put a negative or a warning or a um, you you put a neg negative connotation towards anything, you avoid it automatically because the body is programmed to defend itself. The body is programmed to survive. So if you see a hole and you know your limits of jumping, you know you're not going to want to jump that hole because one, if you don't make it, you're going to go down this pit, down the cliff. You know you know your abilities. You, you see fire. You're not going to put your hand in there because you know you're going to get burned. And so when people say money is the root of all evil, automatically your mind goes into survival mode. It sees money and it associates evil and yeah. you don't want to be evil you don't want people to think you're evil right and so then therefore automatically your mind does everything uh to protect you from evilness to obtain that money so now you start saying to no to opportunities now you don't work hard to get those promotions now you're just coasting now you're not elevating your education because you know, with education is going to come more money, but you don't want more money because it's the root of all evil. And so all these different things. And so the minute you tell yourself money is the root of all evil, automatically the brain, the mind, the body, the soul, everything about you goes into uh, protective mode yeah. um, to survive and to keep you away from that said evil. I also think that you can't have something you criticize. It's just like something in your mind doesn't click because if you're criticizing somebody for whatever, like let's say money, you're criticizing somebody who's wealthy and you have this negative connotation to them. Then, like you said, your mind is going into like this protective mode that you don't want to be seen as that. Right. So, oh, managing subconsciously, yeah, you're yeah. like, even if, even if like 
physically you're being like, oh yeah, I want money. I want wealth. I want this. I want the other. But subconsciously your money, I mean, your thoughts are not going to allow you to get where you want to get because your thoughts around having that are negative. Yeah. I always think like, it's so crazy how if we have a negative thought about something or someone or like potentially a thing that we want to have, we will never achieve it because we're mm-hmm. critical of it. So we don't want others to do the same thing to us. Oh, no, no. A hundred percent. And I mean, you take a look at all the wealthy people right now in the world, you will associate something negative towards them, right? Yeah. I know that the guy that's been taking a lot of heat right now is, is Jeff Bezos. I know. Right? Like, poor guy. Like, I mean, again, I'm not on his side. I'm not against him. I don't, I don't know him personally and intimately, whatever, for me to start criticizing. But one thing I do know is that I, he, way before media came and said that he should up his minimum wages, he was actually trying to push it before the media. I don't know if you know this story. No, I didn't like. Okay, so one of the things about uh, Jeff Bezos is that he was being criticized because his uh, he was paying his employees below minimum wage or or something rather. And so what ended up happening with with uh, people? What people don't know is that I think it was two years, two three years before that hit the news, like how he wasn't paying whatever. He actually went to legislation and said, can we increase the uh, the minimum wages, right? Can we go there? And then, and then the, I don't know, who, wherever he went to said no, because if we do that, and if it gets approved, then every other company, business owner would have to do that. He goes, yeah, but like, we're not, like these people need more. And so he just said, forget it. And so instead of making it a standard, he actually came forward and increased everybody's pay raise um to uh to go to minimum wage right um and then media i don't then after that the story goes foggy i have no idea what happens afterwards but he was now he's being criticized that he doesn't play pay his employees now that he's walking around rich and everybody else is starving meanwhile he was one of the largest biggest advocate for increasing uh, minimum wage Mm um and so but anyways so not knowing the backstory and just going based on what the media is saying, how this guy, he's evil, he's why does he have to be a billionaire and all these different things. So again, going back automatically, every story that you hear about wealthy people, you associate it with negativity. Mm-hmm. And so you, again, your body goes into survival mode. I don't want wealth. Wealth is the root of all evil. And so then they push back. And so now they're saying no to missed opportunities that they get in life, right? That's the thing too. I'm like anything negative gets shared a whole lot quicker than anything positive. So any kind of like I've seen so many people that I know kind of post these things about him and the what's his name, the guy from Tesla. Oh, Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, right? And how they need to end world hunger and like all this whole bunch of stuff. But if you Google search them, you actually see all their efforts in creating better humanity and the things that they're doing, right? And I'm like, it's so easy just to push share without actually wanting to know more about them. And then whenever you, like, I remember somebody posting, somebody that I know posting that, and I was like, I actually just did a quick Google search and like, this is what came up. The person said nothing, right? Because you don't want to hear that. You want to hear that like, they're rich, I'm not there, so they must be doing something like to me. At the end of the day, it's- There's a- There's a- you from the wealthy one. No, 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 for sure. There's a tech talk of a guy named Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Schultz, Schultz, Schultz. Anyways, he's pretty crude. His humor is like, 
it's pretty yeah it's it's totally left field but he gave a ted talk of how he was in a and i actually looked up the looked up the stand-up but there's a, a him saying that he was doing a show right before a show a girl a lady had a seizure <clears throat> and so like yeah she just starts going into seizure whatever da, da, da. the the paramedics came in he actually came from backstage to the table to make sure that she's she was okay and she's like you know honey are you okay da, da, da. he he bought the table drinks and be like okay just make sure she's taken care of and all these different things uh and then it was his, his set and so then people are pretty now like freaked out because someone almost died in in that facility so him being a comedian super funny guy again that not sponsoring or approve them he's pretty crude but he starts making all these jokes and whatever and about the girl and you know she was still there and so she was laughing the paramedics were there all the paramedics had like tight shirts and so he starts making fun of the paramedics is like you know is a prerequisite to buy two size shirts smaller than your body type and everybody's laughing they're feeling good their endorphins are going back up so everybody's feeling good and then uh so the paramedics take this girl away and then all of a sudden there's this one lady that just spoke up and she says hey you can't be making fun of her you can't be making those kind of jokes he goes why he goes because that's not right and so she starts roasting him right and if you know anything about a comedian and, and, and a mic like they'll roast you right back so then he starts pushing back long story short he asks her what do you do for a living and she said i'm a paramedic so and then and then andrew in his ted talk says it's easier for somebody we've we've gone to a society we've gone to a state of mind where it's easier to complain than to do and so her being a paramedic now once did she get up and now once did she go over there and try and help the lady that was having the seizure but she felt like she was doing something right just by complaining out loud and i think that's what media has done now media has put a lot of power into small people that they they as long if you're complaining if you're sharing if you're posting something negative if you're talking bad about some someone or something then their conscious becomes free and then they feel that they've done their their uh they've done their their part to humanity right and so uh versus just getting up and, and doing something so anyways that's that's my little rant yeah no i totally see that i'm like ah that's it just drives me crazy you know i'm like i would challenge like okay so one of the things that i would definitely challenge you guys to do is that whenever you see anything negative fight it on resharing it don't reshare it because yeah. i'm like if it's not feel making you feel good if you're feeling some negative emotions don't do that to somebody else instead if you're really questioning or you're really seeing what you're like if you're really wondering like you know oh my gosh they suck or i can't believe they did this ask yourself how do i know that's true because remember media sells better negative news they don't actually sell better yeah. positive news so if you're really wondering look it up and then just fight the power of resharing that way just share positivity that way you just feel you just yeah. help others to feel good as well yeah i think social media social media has it's been a double-edged sword yeah it's, it's a brought, lot of good and a lot yeah, of bad in it yeah exactly it's brought a lot of people together i mean i can talk to my sister in el salvador i can see her post i can see what she's doing but it's also given a lot of people voices to just be negative and and that stuff just 
bites the big one badly, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so true. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Now I want to tell you this one one last thing before uh, before uh, anyways, um, you know, so I know a lot of people here may not may may or may not follow Christianity, right? But the one thing that I've always found interesting is that uh, Jesus Christ was an entrepreneur. Like he was a uh, he was a a woodworker, right? Mm-hmm. A carpenter, and I don't think he was a bad one. And I don't think and and I mean he knew about fishing as well. Like he was an expert fisherman, and I just don't think he did a lot of stuff to uh, to mess people over. And so, I mean, if if anyways i'm just i guess what i'm just saying is that if you have people like christ and if you don't believe in christ if you if you have a lot of these people and stuff like that 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 do have have gone into entrepreneurship to be put a food on the table and stuff like that there's nothing wrong with the rewards as well and the rewards are the byproduct of starting your own business nine times out of ten is wealth it's it's money it's riches it's money in your pocket being able to to live a maybe a better life right and things like that so if i could share a quick experience that i had so i took i struggled a lot with money mindset and i had a lot of negative feelings towards people who were wealthy and i always found that somehow they were doing it in a way perhaps that wasn't most ethically Mm -hmm. um and i grew up with the whole mindset that being poor is like a badge of honor it's kind of like and i'm making it right and it took a lot of work to try to get out of that mindset and i still sometimes revert to it but i took this course in order to try to get kind of grow more and try to see a different perspective i took this course and i remember in the course like the the person who was running it asked in a chat he was like okay what's better happiness or money right and everybody was like happiness 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 okay and then the second question that he asked he's like okay he's like what is something that you would want to do more than anything in the world right that brings so much value a lot of people were like ending world hunger creating a clinic helping orphanages helping like like everything surrounded about helping people right or creating cures for different things and then after he's like how are you going to do that if you have no money and it like opened this whole thing, right? Because yeah. I'm like, how are you going to end world hunger if you have no money to feed yourself? Yeah. Right? Like, not yeah. to like that's true. How are you going to help people in an orphanage somewhere in a third world country if you have no money? Yeah. How are you going to do all these great things that you want to do if you don't have any money, right? And yeah. not just in like any money. It's like you need to have more than just to meet your needs. You need yeah. to like you need to have a surplus of money in order to help others. So it really challenged my own thoughts that I was like, dang, I'm like, here we are, like being holier than thou and being like, oh well, I help people. Oh well, I do this, like, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm like. You can help others at a greater capacity the more money that you have. So therefore, I'm like, money is not evil. Money is a tool. They actually said it on here as well, right? Thank you for commenting where he's like, money is a tool and it's up to us how we use it. So whenever you're feeling that way or whenever you're feeling critical, just think about all the power, not power, that's not the right word, but all the abilities that having money gives you. Does it give you happiness? No, 
but it sure creates a more like more assurance that you're not going to have financial stress because guess what? Financial stress also brings unhappiness, right? Yep, so yep. it gives you this additional tools that you have in your toolbox because you're like, hey, I can now pay for this and this will give me some type of comfort. So anyway, my rant, just a nope. couple of thoughts. <laughs> no, nope. and I 100% agree. And I 100% agree. And I think, I think that's what the basis, the essence of this podcast was or today's episode was, right? It's having a change in mentality like you have to you can't walk around thinking that money is bad money is the root of all of even all these different things because again it's you're, you're going to be you're going to push opportunity away right yeah. and so it's not things like that it's not going to happen so no thank you so much for sharing and day thank you so much yeah he says like it's a tool like money um that it can be used for good or evil that's right so social media money all these different things so here's my challenge for everybody today right like i mean don't shy away from wealth don't shy away from riches right if if you are putting money and riches above your priority of faith and maybe in family then yes that that is definitely bad but if you're trying to obtain wealth if you're trying to obtain riches to better humanity first of all you got to better yourself you have to be in a higher position right it's like it's the whole um putting your mask on in the uh, on an airplane Right. You got to put on the mask on first before you can help the people on your left and on your right. So you can't really help society just by complaining. That's going to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. The only proper way to actually help society is is through it's through finance. Right. And so, I mean, obtain finance for yourself, secure your position, make sure you feed your family, make sure that you're feeding your your loved ones. And then use that knowledge to create or do something to help the next generation or the the, the generation that is struggling. Uh, and then, yeah, be a catalyst for good and not for evil. So that is my two cents. Yes, I love that. Be a catalyst for good. We all have, we all downplay the influence that we have in this world. And we think like, who am I? I'm not going to like really have any influence. But trust me, you have people around you that watch what you're doing. And they don't watch to criticize you, but rather they watch just to see what you're doing and what you do. The things that you say has a power to influence people for good. So yeah. choose to do that. Choose to be yeah. a catalyst. Often we want to pass the buck to somebody else and be like, well, they're not doing that. That's yeah. fine if they're not doing it. But what are we doing to be better? So 100% piggyback off that. Coach Martinez, the people's coach. Si se puede. Si se puede. 100%. And like, I just, you know, we just want to empower you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. 100%. Well, sure. Love you guys. Listen, thank you so much for logging in. Just before we log off, make sure that if you have any questions, you can reach us at info at mtclife.com. Also, not just that, but uh, you can follow us on, on our social media outlets. So it can be whether it's Twitter now, we're starting to live stream on Twitter. Instagram, we're going to put a lot of be posting. We're going to be put some posts out there, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, so we are doing, uh, we're all, we're trying to push this different things. And starting next week, we're going to start putting all of our audio podcasts, the things that we've been doing onto like, you know, Spotify, Apple podcasts and all those different things. And so, yeah, yeah. So you can take us with you wherever you go. So uh, again, any questions, just let it, let us know. And then uh, we can just go from there. Yeah, absolutely. It was it's such a pleasure to be with you guys. N know that you're amazing, you're worth it, and you can do hard things. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Bye for now. Let us know if you have any questions. And uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with Popping us. in here. <laughs> take care, guys. Bye.